Okay, you got it? Yeah, um, so... G... 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 Jai. Jai Deeg. Oh, yeah. Okay, um... Jai Deeg. Okay, okay, good, yep, yep. Alright, five seconds. Four. Three. Hello, welcome to Stax Radio uh, with your host, G. Dyg. Oh, you stupid fuck. Stax Radio. With G. Dyg. Yes, Jai Deeg, and it's the Stacks Hour for another hour. Last week we went very deep with my man, Kieran Shields. We had a great interview. Uh, there is part two of that coming up later on in the year. Uh, if you want to listen to that, if you can't wait and you need to listen to it now or you want to listen to more in-depth interviews like that, take yourselves on to Stacks Podcast. Just go into iTunes. Uh, it's in there. Of course, there's the Facebook page uh, or if you've got a SoundCloud account, jump onto that there and you can listen to it there too. So that's all the, the Stacks Podcast uh, or just Google Stacks Podcast, uh, J-I-D-E-G, J-I-D-E-G. And you'll get all the uh, episodes up. I believe that we're currently sitting at about 46. So uh, big show today. We're going to dive into the vault and we're going to talk to a fellow by the name of Travis Brennand. Now, Travis plays in a band called King Proteus and we're going to listen to those fellas, hear a bit of their music today. The band in focus for today is, of course, the Wolfbats with their song, Honestly, that has just come out. And uh, they will be the band in the spotlight we're also going to listen to a hip-hop artist. I found this guy online. I heard a bit about him, but when I had a listen, I just instantly fell in love with his music and uh, his, his just take on uh, on Perth and, and the way we live, which is it's absolutely brilliant. And, uh, yeah, so that's Bluntfield. So we're going to have a listen to him. And in particular, we're going to listen to a song called It's Usually Sunny in Perth, an absolute cracker. And, of course, we're going to listen to Pitbull from Perth, I love that guy, one of my favourites. We're going to listen to him again. And, of course, Kenny Singh is out on the streets doing his thing. I'm not sure what he's up to today, but I do believe he has been out and about due to the COVID-19 problem, and he's looking for the sickest town in Australia and reporting from there. So I'm not sure exactly, but I know Kenny Singh's out there. And we're going to do something a bit weird today. We're going to actually open up the phone lines so you can call us. And uh, you can call in and, and obviously um, talk to us here live. And uh, we've got some special people ringing us up today. Always special. One, if you listen to the show, and special two, if you ring up. So there you go. That's the show today. So hold on. Strap yourselves in. And let's kick off the show today with none other than Blunfield. And it's usually sunny in Perth. Love this song. You can read the facts about Perth in the reference books. Capital of the state of Western Australia, founded in 1829, but the facts and figures give you no impression of this easy, gracious city. Scenic oceans cannot be debated Growing up in this weird state Many kinda hate it But it's always gonna be the place that I was procreated Corruption at the top Reinhardt the slave wager Wanting to hire the foreigners But still claim straight Piggy jabber the hut Should listen up with all that wealth Should invest in her help Help herself with a trainer 
Heath Ledger's a legend and celebrated dude And Ben Cousins pre-problems but he's someone too There's incredible views but only credible news Is Bell Tower time speaking the truth This is Perth in the very jaded and vacant and isolated populated capital city On this earth and the reputation proceeds And now we can't really read signs swerving when we merge This isn't really an anthem just some banter An example of the dirty place of my birth Yeah, yup, it's called Perth is like a whole different scenery and WA has the highest meth use in the country, with almost one in 25 West Australians aged over 14 trying the drug at some point. Don't want to get trapped in the homogenized suburbs or the peppermint groves and like they're somehow above it. It's never fun, parallel parking by the soccer mums and every fucking house that looks the same as the other ones. I'm comfortable living, leaderville, we let her be. Gavin Tanner slanging green, fucking methamphetamine. Living here, giving you ideas of what the distance means. We're topping the list for crack fiends and the Krispy Kremes. But where the cowards punch, walking the streets and such. And juice heads cooked at Matisse Beach Club. The decent prize caffeine, you know it's not. Walking down to IGA and props to the tag green. This is Perth, in the very jaded and vacant and isolated populated capital city On this earth, and the reputation proceeds And now we can't really read signs swerving when we merge This isn't really an anthem, just some banter An example of the dirty place of my birth Yeah, yup, it's called Perth My is like a whole different scenery And if you go to a bar with a 20 and you don't get change You got Perth, and when your friends seeing someone you've already laid then you got perfed And if you were outvoted to daylight save Yeah, you got perfed Say you're gonna move to Melbourne but still stay Yeah, you got perfed Fuck yeah mate, fuck yeah bro Fuck yeah, oi, oh. fuck yeah Cunt, fuck yeah, fuck, fuck oh, yeah bro Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah boy, fucking oath Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, oi, cunt, fuck yeah Yes, and that was Bluntfield there you have it. Now, is that not the most Perth song I think you've ever heard in your life? But there's only one guy that I truly, 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 truly love, and I think he is the epitome of Perth music. Bluntfield, are you hearing me, son? Listen to this guy. Do you know him? He's a superstar. He's the greatest thing on the planet when it comes to the... God, I don't even know what his scene is. The disturbing turban. The man himself. Pitbull from Perth! Everyone get ready. Everyone get funky. Everyone rock your beats. Everyone hit the floor. Everyone beats alive. Everyone bust your moves. Everyone rock this place Everyone pitbulls here Disturbing, 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 perfect Disturbing, 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 perfect Disturbing, 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 perfect Disturbing, 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 perfect Rock this place Everyone 
But every time I hear that song, I hear Daleks. I think that song, you know, like uh, songs could do with some more cowbell. Well, this song could just do with a little bit more Dalek. And I think we have got a hit. Just a little bit more Dalek. So that was Pitbull from Perth with Disturbin' Purbin. If you want to really freak yourself out, go check out that film clip. Pitbull from Perth, Disturbin' Purbin. I dare you. I dare you. Then write in the complaints and just send them to us because... Uh, you need a shower after watching that film clip. Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to now dive into Band of the Week. And the Band of the Week that we're going to focus on this week is a band called Wolfbats. We've got Elise Hudspeth, we have Becky Thomas, Aaron Graham and John Matafari, and they make up the band The Wolfbats, and these guys are just fun punk and roll is probably the best way I'll describe them. Fun punk and roll. They've been around for quite a while, pushing the scene really hard. I just seem to see them on every bill going down. Um, people love them. They're fun. They bring a crowd. They're a good crew. They're really nice people. And they're just honest. And their music is honest. So check it out. We're going to put in a song. And I guess that's a bit of a bit of a cop-out saying honestly. Because their song is called Honestly, which I'm just about to introduce and to, to have a listen to, which was only released a short time ago. And it's, I think it's their best work so far. Absolutely love it. It just reminds you, it's, there's just no hang-ups on this song. Very easy to listen to. It's fun. And also, if you go to watch the film clip on YouTube, which it is there, and that is, of course, The Wolf Bats and the song called Honestly, you can just see, it, and, and they've even said it's a tribute to the punk scene in Perth. So you can see... Um, just the fun that these guys have. The punk scene for me in Perth is probably the tightest-knit family in Western Australia. You've got your rock outfits. You've got your, your metal sort of crew. You've got your um, the Mojo's crew and all that kind of stuff. You know, like, there's all these cliques around town. But the punk crew are just, they're all so tight and so friendly. They love each other to death. They pump each other up for shows. And, mate, these guys party. These guys rock and roll. So... So without any further uh, hang-ups, hold-ups, ados, let's listen to the Wolf Bats. And honestly...
Yes, and welcome back to Stacks. And we're going to do something that we don't often do, and that's uh, we're going to open the lines up so people can call in to Stacks and uh, basically put their two cents worth into the show, tell us what they think, if they've got something to advertise or just anything like that. Uh, yeah, you can call us on 6,500-449-1567-997-1112, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. But uh, fortunately, we've got some callers coming in, and I'm just looking at the switchboard now, and I believe... Mr. Jesse Ventura. Oh, is this the Stacks Hour? Yes, it's Jesse the Body Ventura. Wow, Jesse Ventura. I don't know if you remember me, but I used to be a wrestler. Yeah, Jesse the Body Ventura. The governor of Minnesota. I was a Navy SEAL. You're also in Predator. Huh? You're in Predator. I I really can't understand you guys that well. Predator. You guys have a weird accent. Sorry, but I Jess. I will try and persevere with your accent. Cheers, mate. Yes. So what are you doing? Okay. Now, the reason that I'm calling is simply we are we are trying to find bands that are willing to play on a benefit concert ah, uh, for right. the ethical treatment of llamas. Uh, it was only recently I was looking at the internet and, uh, and I, I came across... This particular, I'll just play. I'll put my phone up so you can hear. Can you hear this? 
This is what I saw, and I believe this went down in Australia. We've talked about this. This is a sheep yard and not an alpaca yard. Get out! They don't like you. They don't want to be your friend. Go on! Yeah, well, why don't you put yourself into Patrick's shoes and see what it's like to be spoken to continually like that? Yeah, true. Being told what to do and ostracized. Well, yeah. I mean, poor Patrick, he was probably just Patrick out. just wants to be yeah. free. Maybe wants to go out for a walk and enjoy the sun. Or perhaps wants to nibble on a weed. But no, he can't because he's always being told where to go and what to do. Pretty tough. This is beyond a joke at this point. Just throw near the gate and look who it is. Yeah. I can't believe how much of an asshole this guy is. <laughs> Patrick has rights too. He does, Jason. Well, anybody, if you, anyway, if you want to join my benefit concert, uh, please get hold of Stacks on the number that was said earlier, 19767772201112. Yep. Make sure you call that number. Yeah, well, you've rang the right place for that kind of thing. Yeah. If you're a band, if you seem to know everything. Not really. Why man. don't why don't you tell me how to put on a benefit concert? I was a Navy SEAL. Well, do you know anything about the, concerts? I was the governor of Minnesota. Did you put on concerts, Jesse, when okay. you were the, when you were the governor? Jesse the Body Ventura saying Good night. Bye, Jess. You're listening to Stax Radio, the home of Stax of Radio. It's the news with Kenny Singh. Yes, hello, and it's Kenny Singh here once again on the streets of Perth. And today there's a rally being held at Forest Chase, uh, and that is for uh, a new movement by the youth of Western Australia. And that, of course, uh, that movement has been led by the uh, the group known as uh, Yuppie, or should I say, the young up-and-coming prototype uh, pharmaceutical intervention entrepreneurs uh, movement. Uh, I repeat, that's uh, Yuppie for short. It is the young, upcoming, prototype pharmaceutical intervention entrepreneurs group. And uh, we're on the streets of Perth and they've all come together, uh, these young people who are obviously pharmaceutical entrepreneurs, and they've come up with what they believe is the, the solution to all the problems for this horrible COVID-19. And uh, they also talk about how Western Australia is definitely the best place due to its isolation uh, and the fact it is so far from other places that it is a really good place to uh, to be uh, very safe. So let's talk to some of the people here at the rally. Yes, well, I'm here with young Jeffrey, and uh, I just asked Jeffrey, could you please tell me uh, what have you been doing while whilst in lockdown to keep yourself entertained? Uh, well, I masturbated in my mum's room. Uh, it's got a ciggy hook me up, cunt. Hey, do you, hey, you want to fucking go MD for a hundred bucks? Oh, yeah. 
Yes, so uh, with all the data and the analysis around right now, um, and I'm sure you've been collecting a lot, can you tell me the best place to be on Earth right now? Why we go, cut? Oh, I fucking wish Australia cut. You don't get looser than this. Yes, and I was wondering, um, what sort of degree or, or what have you done uh, to give you the qualifications to be uh, part of Yuppie? I've done drugs, a lot of them. Uh, you mean you've studied pharmaceuticals? <laughs> done so much fucking drugs in my life, bro, that I don't even know how the fuck I'm still alive. Yes, well, as I walk around the streets, I can see people acting quite vividly strange. And, and uh, some people are still obviously experimenting with the COVID-19 virus cure. And, uh, of course, it comes with its side effects, as uh, I'm witnessing just over here. Some motherfuckers! What's up, motherfuckers? It's your boy Jekyll up in this bitch. And guess what? Oh, it feels good to run the fucking Percy. Perth City, man, because Perth City has uh, a lot of things, like uh, the views and stuff, has a lot of potential, and has a lot of bitches. Don't forget the bitches. Yeah, I inject meth. Yes, well, Mr. Uh, Jeff Meth, um, I'm wondering, uh, your friend here, uh, Robbo, he was saying that uh, we need to get on the program in order to find the cure. Oh. Can't just get out of this album shit. Got to get on it. And the chances of us getting uh, onto the program for the cure, Robbo, can you tell us a bit about that? And, and are we safe here in Perth? Fucking definitely here, boy. Oh, mate, we're in the fucking best city. Oh. Yeah, fucking there you go. Well, fucking he said it, didn't he? Can you, sir, can you please tell me about uh, your experiments and how it's working out for you? I do caps and I clutch kick the debt. Uh, I think I'm from fucking Pluto. <laughs> so, sir, can you please tell me uh, what what's so special about Perth and its oh, isolation? You got booty lounge right there. You got free titties. You got my mum's house, which is free pussy. Fucking <laughs> Perth, mate. Fucking Perth. Six two one zero, oh, dud. Yeah. It's Perth. It is Perth. It's, it's here, Perth. wherever we are. It's, it's Perth. Perth. Wherever we are, mate. Yeah. My mum does not have sex like one years ago. Mate, mate, any cunt that wears skins, that's a fucking loose cunt. Like, brother, I'm telling you right now, mate, that's the shit of champions, bro. Yes, well, um, can you tell me, uh, it seems that with this gathering, while there are social restrictions, that it seems to be that Australia is, well, I should say, Perth is loosening up. Perth, baby. Freaking Perth is definitely the loosest city. Biggest drug consumers in Australia, and Australia are the biggest drug consumers of the world. Yes, well, I must say, as I walk around the streets of Perth, I hear young people shouting out, uh, soldier on with codrol, soldier on, and uh, I've even heard people saying it goes like an absolute Zyrtec. So, uh, yes, it's, uh, it's good to see these young people all getting together with their degrees and their college uh, certificates to try and nut out the problem for COVID-19 and come up with a cure. Uh, look, where do you think the cure is going to be found? Fucking Perth, mate. Well, fucking out about A, Billy Snot. Greatest love of all is just about to leave. Yes, well, as I turn around, there's a gentleman standing right beside me right now with nothing but a pair of shoes and uh, some lovely yellow socks. Sir, could you please tell me what's the go there? Well, I put on my shoes, uh, sock, then shoe, then sock, then shoe. Mum doesn't know that. Mum thinks I'm a sock, sock, shoe, shoe person, but... But she's confused, so that's how it is.
Yes, we also have some international flavour here at the rally. Uh, we have this young Irish gentleman here who is a young entrepreneur uh, in the um, pharmaceutical industry. Sir, how are you today? I feel at home here, you know. So I, watch, I went to Scarborough. What's going on tonight? Taking a few wingers for the boys. Definitely Perth, Western Australia. Let's have you. Oh, Yes, and of course, this is young Sheza from Dalga, and she's a pharmaceutical entrepreneur herself. Uh, Sheza, what sort of studies have you done? Oh, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of drugs. And yeah, was there anything uh, else that you've done that helped you qualify? I broke uh, one of mum's favourite vases and blamed it on the dog. Yeah, the dog got put down because of it. That is absolutely outrageous, but can you please tell me what it is you've done to qualify you to come up with the plans for the rescue of millions of people with a cure for COVID-19. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I lost my virginity at 14. Oh, this is... We do hardcore drugs. <laughs> Coke bender? Yes, thank you. Yes, well, uh, as you can see out here on the streets of Perth once again, not many people making complete sense. Uh, if you ask me, it's very unusual to see this many people looking like zombies with their eyes hanging out of their head and absolutely coming at me with absolute incoherent answers. I'm your man on the street. This is Kenny Singh signing out. Yes, thank you, Kenny, for getting out there, mate, putting your life on the line again out there. And I'll tell you what, it's looked like absolute crazy town uh, where you were at the moment. And uh, who would have thought that uh, Perth, Western Australia had so many young um, and up-and-coming pharmaceutical entrepreneurs that we can rely upon to uh, come up with all the uh, solutions for any of our uh, pharmaceutical needs. Well, let's move right on. I was looking at the internet, obviously, for a good COVID-19 song, but my good friend, Mr. Pop Standen, sent me through this song uh, of, of just this Irish fella singing a bit of a bit of a jig, a bit of a shanty, and uh, I loved it. So here it is. Uh, all I've got is um, the COVID-19 song, Irish Edition. That's all the info I got. But a very good tune. Have a listen. In the town of Wuhan, some germs from an animal made a big lep and infected a few. Nobody thought it would be a pandemic, and now the whole world's in a hullabaloo. It didn't take long for the germs to go global in planes and trains and cruises by sea. Now locked in our homes and trying to stay sober, we can't even watch the live sports on TV. Six long months in isolation, six long months doing nothing at all. Six long months in isolation, this lockdown is driving me up the wall. I tried to go out, got sent back in again, I went out again, straight back in again, sick to death of the social distance and finished the lockdown for once and for all. The experts say keep two meters distance and never to gather in couples and groups, and eating at home is a feckin' disaster and fat is a fool eating pasta and soups. Now in the UK the virus was active and got the Prime Minister in number 10. I hope Boris Johnson recovers completely so that we can call him a dickhead again. Six long months in isolation, six long months without toilet roll. I wish to God I had constipation because I have nothing for wiping me whole. I tried to go out, got sent back in again, I went out again, straight back in again. Sick to death of this social distance and finished the lockdown for once and for all. Now Trump took it lightly, there's no need to panic, we're under control, church is only a flu. He finally did what he promised the voters, America first and the infections too. Three long years with Trump as president, three long years doing nothing at all. Talking shite and blaming China while Mexico begs him to finish the wall. 
I tried to go out, got sent back in again. I went out again, straight back in again. Sick to death of this social distance and finished the lockdown for once and for all. The end is in sight and the curve it is flattening. Lifting the lockdown is yet to be seen. Washing your hands and staying at home is the only solution for COVID-19. Six long months in isolation, the planet has never looked greener before. But back to the grind to pay off the mortgage. The world just won't be the same anymore. If you like to chew the fat in more ways than one, keep listening to Stacks. Radio. Was that all right? Nah. Yeah, well, that was a song by. That sounds like the phone again. Yeah, it's the phone, mate. Yeah, Gavin, any chance you're answering that, mate? Yeah, no, mate, it's the phone. What's that? We've opened the phone lines up. Yeah, well, aren't you supposed... Hello? Yes, goddammit, I'm back again. I'm back again. I want to talk to y'all about what's going on with Joe Joe Exotic. Exotic, Even though I'm locked up here in the prison, I'm still doing shit. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Wow, how are you, Joe? What's happening? Well, I want to have a benefit concert. I, I just heard... Your boy there on the phone, and he's yep. ringing up, and he's talking all about benefit concerts for some goddamn alpacas. Jesse Ventura. Call a benefit concert for some tigers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. Maybe I could sing a song or two, and you know, get you guys down here to help out. And I heard that you know you guys are the the place to call. For benefit yeah, we are concerts. for benefit God concerts. Yeah. It, Western Australia, I can get a benefit concert piece of piss down that way there and make sure that we rock and roll and I want it to be bigger than Perth Rocks Festival. Well, I don't know if it's going to be bigger than that. It is the biggest festival that uh, Western Australia does put on, mate. But in saying that, uh, I'm sure you could probably come up with something pretty big. I mean, why wouldn't you do something at the, uh, you know, go see the guys back there at, uh, at the zoo and see if you could still kick something off even though you are obviously behind the prison walls there? Yeah, well, I don't trust that goddamn asshole that took that place for me. He stole it. He just goddamn stole it right from under my nose. And I goddamn, I, oh, God, oh, so, so bad. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, it's all like goddamn Carol Baskin's fault. That's the problem right there. Carol goddamn Baskin. Well, maybe you could get with Carol Baskin and and that other guy and maybe all put your heads together to make this sort of benefit concert work and uh, if it's going to be for the Tigers that's pretty cool but what do you think of that idea? Oh my god have you got a twist in your twirly twinkie boy you won't even understand what I'm saying as if I would even consider for one second working with that woman and that goddamn Jeff he can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Now, let's talk about bands. Who can we get on this concert? We need bands like the, the, the kind of have an animal kind of uh, motif. Oh, I got one straight away. Commander Panda being looking at those goddamn boys for a little while. And I must say, Matty, uh, that Matty Hort guy, oh, my God, he's a sexy individual. He got tattoos, and he's a very handsome-looking man there, Jai. He's a very handsome-looking man. I wouldn't mind holding his hand if you know what I'm saying. Maybe he'd come visit me in prison. I wouldn't be cheating on the boy, but God, oh, my, I'd like to just hold his buttocks for a little while. Yeah, mate, I'm uh, pretty sure he will not be into that at all. Uh, any other bands you can think of that you like or any other sort of artists over here in WA that you've got your eye on? Oh, God, I've been looking at a lot of boys over that way. Did you see that band, Kobashi? Oh, my God, have you seen the size of them boys? 
They would hold a storm to ransom, I tell you. I haven't yeah. seen bulls that big. Yeah, well, they are a fairly large bunch of lads. Uh, they've been uh, called Perth's heaviest band. God damn it, no shit, Perth's heaviest band. Have you seen the size of them? <laughs> oh, my God. A tornado couldn't knock them off their perch. I haven't seen boys that size since I was in Arkansas back in 87, and we went to a, a big splash competition. <laughs> There's big boys down that way, but those guys put out a pretty mean sound but you know what uh we can leave them off the yeah, bill huh yeah, well yeah you can but why would you you know what i mean they're really good blokes god damn jesus and seven hells have you been have you been at a convent all your life just looking at dusty fanny i tell i tell you something right now boy i, I can tell you for starters i i, I mean i mean I, i've been feeding tigers for quite some time but I gotta tell you that I, I, I ain't even begin to imagine how much it's gonna cost me yeah. to feed those boys if we put on a concert. They'll eat all the rider and some. Yeah, well, I suppose I can't argue with that. What about? Uh, is there any other bands that you think would really work on this on this benefit? Like, okay, we went through the 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 ones with uh, animal names and that, but is, is there anyone else out there that? that you really like? Yeah, well, I've been working on a couple there. Uh, there's a band called the Wolf Bats, and I believe they bought out a song a couple, couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's about uh, breathing in and breathing out. And I thought to myself, God damn, I'm so glad there's a song about that, because I forget to do that kind of shit all the time. <laughs> uh, I think it's called Audio's Fixation. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, okay, yeah, all right. But what about... Uh, what about the band Electric State? I mean, those guys are sort of kicking ass at the moment too, and they brought out a song, uh, you know, that was it's called like "We're Just Blood." I played it earlier on in the shows. I think it was on our first show, and it's about sort of vampire stuff. Do you know anyone that uh, uh, is a bit vampiristic by any chance, there, uh, uh, Mister Exotic? I can't believe you even asked me that. Some bitch's been sucking me dry for years, and I'm going to tell you her name right now, and her name is Carol Baskin. She been sucking me dry for goddamn years. All I did was try and copyright some of her stuff, which is actually hers to copyright to begin with. Who would have thought that if I got out there and I copied something that looked exactly like her logo that she could turn around and sue my ass? That's exactly what she did. She sued my ass, and now I'm stuck paying the bills, even though I'm stuck here behind four concrete walls with a really handsome gentleman. Hey there, George. Yeah, yeah, stuck with a very handsome man every day of the week with four goddamn square meals and goddamn walk around naked half the time. Well, I'm stuck in here in prison paying back goddamn Carol Baskin. Actually, goddamn it, that's what we'll do this benefit for. Goddamn Carol Baskin. Goddamn, you made me angry now. Man, you, so, him, you made me angry. S sorry. Uh, are you there, Joe? Are you there, mate? Yeah, well, it looks like we lost Joe. Cause I saw tiger, now I understand. I saw tiger. We're out on the street today to ask what the public think of Stax Radio. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can you... Oh! 1.5 metres, dickhead. Yes, well, Gav, as far as I'm concerned, mate, that guy could not have hit you hard enough. But uh, not to worry... We are getting towards the back end of the show now, and we're about to dive in to the vault. But just before we do that, how good is it we get to speak to Joe Exotic over there at uh, his prison state over there, Pennsylvania or somewhere? He's locked up. 
but we do manage to get a hold of Joe occasionally. He listens to the show. He's a massive fan, rings in all the time and that, and obviously wants to put on that benefit concert for Tigers. So, look, if there's anyone out there that wants to throw their weight behind it, uh, let's get together for Joe. But while we're on the topic, let's talk about another guy that's flamboyant. Uh, very, very... When Actually, when I saw this fella... His name is Travis Brennan for the first time. He was playing with a band called Transnational Crash and he stood out. There was something about this guy and I thought this fella is hes from like he's from another era. You know what I mean? He's like he's from the 70s or something like that. He was... He's a good-looking guy. He reminds me of a lion, and I may have said that in the podcast. He's just this big, long, yellow mane and very masculine but sort of effeminate at the same time. I don't know. It sounds like I've got a man crush. I think I think that's what it could be. But uh, really enjoyed talking to him, had him in the studio, and uh, we sat down and we just sort of chewed the fat for a good couple of hours. So we're going to dig out Travis Brennand, uh ex-transnational crash Frontman, and now he is with a band called King Proteus. So uh, here he is on Stacks from the Vault. From the Vault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> Do you feel a bit... Hey, boys! Play the music! G'day and welcome once again to Stacks Podcast. It's been a long time since we appeared on a YouTube channel, but uh, look... Stacks 36, I thought it was about time, and I couldn't get a better looking rooster than the man I have sitting beside me, Mr. Travis Brennand. How are you, brother? I'm very, very good, Jai. I'm, I would have shaved. I would have shaved had I known that I was going to be uh, videoed today, but I guess I'm just going to have to look a little bit shaggy. I'm, I'm, well, mate, I'm, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I'm always shaggy. I, I, I don't like shaving. There's something about it. I just never like, I'll tell you what, and it's this bit. That bit, what? That bit's, that bit's never been shaved since I did it once when I was about 19 years old. And I spent a week. Oh, you can't, probably can't see it on camera, but I was I was doing those ones. Oh, my, I'm getting the, I the, the, stop the doing tactile it. feel on the lip. I couldn't stop, yeah. <laughs> couldn't stop doing it. So I said to myself, I've never shaved. So I've never actually, I've trimmed it. Yeah. But I've had to leave that part soft. And the rest of me is like a bloody wire, wire brush. But this here is soft as a baby's. Ooh, soft as a baby's beard. Soft as a baby's beard. That yeah. would be one masculine baby, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> Testosterone coming out so. the fucking <laughs> wiser on that one. What's going on with that baby? TRT, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's been happening? You're uh, you're uh, hanging around up our way. Decided to drop on into. Uh, yeah, man. I call it the dojo after we done a little film yesterday. A bit of martial arts. In here, that, yeah, we're doing self-defense with musical weapons. Self-defense with musical weapons. Yeah, yeah. What's the go-to weapon? I, I would imagine um, uh, you could, if you tied a couple of ukuleles together, they'd be a pretty mean nunchucks. It would, yeah, yeah, uke chucks. Uke chucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a couple of uke chucks coming at you. I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, what have I been doing? Um, I've been doing, I guess, collectively a whole lot of something and a whole lot of nothing. Um. 
a lot of the work I'm finding myself engaged in these days is a lot of um, internal work in terms of um, things to do with, um, I guess, my inner... Uh, I hate using the term spiritual work, but it is that because... And the reason I hate the term spiritual is because people these days think spiritual to be this very airy-fairy bullshit kind of, um, like, oh, use this, and, like, it's all, like, it's all, it's all love and light and compassion. Whereas, no, your real fucking work really comes down to when you go deeply inside and start uprooting all of the traumas and all of the shit that you've been going through and really dealing with that because I find that most people these days just don't know how to connect deeply and be present with themselves. Hence why we're in a society where, you know, there is so much drug use, there is so much alcohol use, because we need escapism. You don't fuck about. You got straight to it, didn't you? Real oh, quick. mate, yeah, sorry. It went, <laughs> de- right. it went deep down the hole. But in saying that too, uh, <laughs> I think we just had a mental health week. And, and look, mental health is something that it's on everyone's radar these days. Remember years ago, people, blokes just didn't talk about it. You don't talk about it. And if you had mental health problems, you belonged somewhere. It wasn't the fact that you had, you know, an issue or something or you're struggling with something. It was it was all mental health. Now, the reason I say mental health, because I'm getting back to the inner stuff that you're saying, I find people that do find within themselves an inner peace and tranquility or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we can sit there and say it's like airy-fairy bullshit, but it's what brings a lot of people happiness. And how can you ever complain or argue or say anything about that, you know? I guess, yeah, it brings people happiness as long as it's the happiness isn't a um, distraction. I feel that, like... And, and not to say that it's... Like, I, I... Okay. At the end of the day, I think everything needs to be done with a state of joy. Whatever you do in life, do it in a way that's loving and caring. And I think that's inevitably going to approach it holistically. And I would never tell someone to not drink or not do drugs. Um, but I'd say to be, first and foremost, like, just, just honest with yourself and your intentions behind why you're doing it. Are you doing this thing because... Uh, you're afraid and you can't cope and you're trying to escape something or are you doing this because genuinely, internally, this is bringing you joy? Would you say that... I mean, I've known you... I wouldn't say super well, but we've said g'day and we've we've crossed paths. Yeah. What most people know, this is a, a, a music podcast per se. We do talk about a bit of our music, but, I mean, it's the fact that we are musicians and we are in this sort of isolated scene in Perth that, that brings us together on the podcast. And we've said g'day and, you know, had a, had a yarn over the years and, you know, shared a couple of the stage a few times and all that kind of stuff. And you've always come across as somebody who is seems like very happy. You're very flamboyant. You're, you're very oh, sort of... Exceptionally camp. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've always been that sort of guy that... Uh, that the, I've always said, I, I think you... Well, I used to watch you in, in your, you know, your uh, previous band uh, and I, I loved... I, I love watching you, you know. I mean, without without you, I suppose that... I mean, the band would be fine, but you just added... You, you've got to be a showman and you've always come across like that. So I would I be right to assume that you you're always happy and... You know, to be like that. Um, look, there's, I guess, when it comes to, let me, where I say, when I'm on stage, I feel like as a front man in a band, I'm an emotional conductor, 
And because of the law of transference that occurs between um, human beings, if I sit here and be a sad cunt and go, oh, my life's, my life's really shit and I'm depressed, eventually you're going to be like, fuck, I've got to get away from this guy. He's dragging me down. Or I can be like, man, life's fucking cool. I'm really enjoying myself. And if that's authentic and truthful, that's going to actually transfer across and then you're going to feel that too. And that's why, as a frontman in a band, it's important to be that kind of emotional um, conductor, I feel, of the room. But in terms of in my life, am I always happy? Um, I would say the more I'm doing my inner work, the more I'm always in a state of peace and joy. And I'm finding it's the small things in life that bring me such joy. Like, I, I mentioned it was my birthday yesterday... And I was at Lucy's Love Shack seeing a couple of um seeing a band seeing a couple of bands. But I was also there with my friend Lucy. And at the very end of the night, um, there was her and I, and we were dancing on the dance floor, and there was just something magical. It was just something so subtle, but there was this energy that was flowing between us. And she'd even run up and jump and like wrap her legs around my hip and like f- fall back, and there was this trust and this just this freedom that was kind of moving between us that I think only comes about when you've really gone inside and you've started going, oh, why Why am I feeling this way? Why am I anxious? Like, um, for instance, I, with the work that I do, which I think is a lot to do with emotional releasing, connecting with um, and healing with past traumas internally that I've either consciously or unconsciously taken on, um, I've allowed myself to be and to to feel constantly more natural and to be able to respond appropriately to every situation. But that doesn't mean that, yeah, I'm I'm happy all the time, I guess. Yeah. Very wrong, long way around. I I will have, I have have times where I remember in doing this emotional release work, because I've been doing it for about um, just over a year now. I remember one time when I was at my prior job um, I'd connected with some anger inside me. Now, when you're kind of doing this emotional release work, the idea is to not let your mind start attaching itself to things. Because if I'm angry right now, if I'm if I if I've got the emotion of anger, I can just you could say something that, and I'd be like a fucking jai, or I could. Um, like there could be a sound like, and something will piss me off because my mind wants to justify the anger. My mind needs to justify the anger instead of sitting, being present with the anger. Now, when I did this at my job, I remember for like, I was sitting behind this computer in my office at my prior job. And for six hours, I felt this burning, intense anger that was just sitting in me, but it was almost beautiful. It's so weird to say like because I wasn't allowing my mind to attach itself to anything I was there present with it holding it caring and being compassionate towards it and eventually alleviated and the lightness that comes after that is beautiful and that's why I continue to do this work that I do personally myself and I started doing it for others as well so what's it I mean, in a, in a nutshell, is it self-analysis? And then from the analysis, is it then self... Uh, uh, like you're administering, you know, what you need 
to to get a result. So the self awareness is is impeccable if that's the case. I mean, it's it's, it's self awareness, a self awareness, but it's also presence and it's building a um, a conversation, a dialogue between you and your body, yep. because the mind is constantly running all, like around trying to like fix everything or control everything. Um, and I kind of look at it, the relationship between like mind and body as, um, uh, almost like you could look at it. Sometimes I use this analogy as like with, with a friend or, but, or, or like, or a brother or a sister who comes with you everywhere. But the thing is this brother and sister, or if this brother, let's say, if it's the body, it doesn't want to do a lot of things. Like you're like, Oh, I want to go out and get drunk tonight, and the and the body's like, no, no, I don't want this. And you're like, sh- sh- shut up! Like, if I don't want to like miss out because all my friends are doing this, like, come on, we're doing it, and it just like kind of sits and it goes, no, no, no. And it's the same with drugs. And one of the things I'm still trying to give up at the moment is smoking. I haven't yet, I haven't yet gotten that out of my life, John. It's still my one little. So you've crux. got, you, like, it sounds like you've really got a handle on some shit. Like you, you're starting to. Yeah, look, I've I'm an older bloke now. I'm sort of as I said I'm, I'm swinging towards fifty, and I know when I was twenty, I thought I knew a lot. When I was thirty, I thought I realised that I didn't knew nothing at twenty. Mm. When I hit forty, I realised that wow, I can only honestly now start to pretend I I know myself at forty, and then as I glide towards fifty, I'm, I'm I start looking at the other side and I think, well, I've only got X amount of time left. How can I utilise this better, knowing what I know now? So you go through these transitions and and I guess I call them awakenings. And some people, and every, especially in men, men go through it and they they tend to have these awakenings. And I had a, had a good friend, Tony, that had a very spiritual awakening and went in and, and discovered Reiki and went spent some time in Tibet and, and a few other countries and that and really got right into Buddhism and um, like everything that becomes shamanistic and, and all that kind of stuff. Went a little bit... got He got drunk on it. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. like That's, it, that's possible. The, and people do do it. They do do it. They uh, I think the vegan guy's never got over it. <laughs> I haven't turned vegan. I think he's got to pull it back a bit. But, mm. um, but he, he did for a while and he got... To the point where I was saying, "Tone, like, just pull back, mate." You know, um, but it sounds to me like that you're really you've got the awareness. You, you can step outside yourself, which is great. What? So, smoking, yeah. What is it that boils then to me down to the pure addictive qualities of what it is? It is, and there's also an almost I because because I'm. I'm a, full-blown wanker, I smoke vanilla cigarellos, these little tiny things, but they're very meditative. And they, and they, and they, they, if you smoke them, you should surely be sort of entering every sentence with, I smoke full-blown cigarellos. Yeah, I'm, I'm see, a full, full-blown... I smoke full-blown cigarellos, see? I smoke those delightful <laughs> vanilla cigarellos. Man, it's a treat. But, um, but like, in terms of like, that relationship between body and mind, if I sit there presently in myself while I smoke this... Every part of my body is freaking out. My heart rate increases. Um, my, uh, I feel in my throat and lungs. It, it, my, my throat and lungs aren't enjoying it. The circulation in my hands and feet tends to retract and go back into the body. Um, my body 
as its own entity doesn't like it. But my compulsive nature, and I like to have like, you know, I've horribly my housemate brought home one of those fucking $800 DeLonghi coffee machines for Christmas. So like having a coffee and a cigar like in the morning, or it's also an excuse to go outside. I can be very much just like in my house where nothing happens unless you interact with it, you know? That's the first time I've ever heard that. I really enjoy smoking because it gives me an excuse to go outside. But it's 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 probably because you associate that with it. Yeah. And if you separated that and then started cutting away associations. It's getting... And the, the clarity is coming in there and that's why even with my... As I was saying before, I was a die-in-the-wool stoner for nine years and... Um, I have drunk alcohol most of my life, but I guess it was the start of May um, when that fell by the wayside. But it all came through clarity. Like, none of this has been... I, I'm very, like, adverse to doing things, and it sounds so weird, but that require a, a huge, like, exercising of my will. Yep. Like, if I've got to be like... If I, you know, like, I still go out every weekend, I'm still on, like the craziest one out with my mates. I'm still the one on the dance floor, like, like doing my flamboyant shit because I, th- th- I love it. It's me, but it, everyone's like, oh, you're so, look at you. You're like, I love the way that's like, it's so brave of you that you're not drinking. I'm like, I'm not sitting here going, oh, fuck, I really like a drink. Like, and in the past eight months, there are times when I'm like, huh, do I want to drink right now? And my body, listening to my body, my body's like, I get that, like, that vomity feeling when you've had a big night on the fucking piss, you know? I know that feeling. Oh, we all know that feeling all too well. <laughs> I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed it. Like, that's why I would never tell no one not to do it. Yeah, but you were saying you come over to study jazz singing at Wapa. Yeah. So that was your first initial... Was it your first initial love in music? Um, Did you... Did you, did you see Michael Bublé or something and just went, whoa, what would be no. that guy? Um, I was living, before I came over here, I was living in Geelong with my father um, for, a, for a couple of years. And the only music course they offered in Geelong at the time was a jazz course. So I did two years of studying jazz um, over there. And that's where my love of jazz and the improvisational nature of jazz came in. Um, don't, like... I still listen to jazz, but I don't really play it or practice it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I love what it opened me up to in terms of the freedom that it approached music with um, and the mentality of jazz musicians. Um, I really enjoyed that culture. That's what I really picked up from my, I guess, dipping my toes into the world of jazz. So um, with King Proteus and the other two guys have had a jazz background as well. Yeah. The music that you're playing, is it, it's probably nowhere near jazz, is it? It's, it's, it's not. It's a combination of, I guess, there's oh, like funk, soul, reggae, rock. Um, there are jazz, like jazzier elements, progressive elements as well. But as I was, um, as we were talking about earlier on, it's like, that's why I kind of adapted the name Proteus. Proteus being this sea god who could change into anything he wanted to. Yeah. It was the idea with this band was that you had four, because we've also got Clayton Brown from Filth Wizards and 
I met him playing with the Deeds. I love that name. Um, the Filth Wizards. Filth Wizards. Uh, <laughs> Filth Wizard and um, he's also in uh, The Limbs. They were the ones playing last night. So got him, but it was like getting four players together who are competent enough that they can play anything they want. Yeah. And they can bend the whim of the song to express the emotion and what they want to express through it. So that's really what King Proteus is about anyway. And it's fairly fresh, isn't it? You've only been out. Very fresh. Yeah. I um, mean, we do talk about other stuff than music, but we do touch on the music a little mm. bit. Yeah, so very fresh and likely to record. Um, we've got three tracks up on SoundCloud, um, which you can check out, or Triple J Unearthed, um, via the, uh, if you look up King Proteus on Facebook. Three tracks there. Um, two of them about two different women. One, because I write about fucking women, because clearly that's what inspires me in my life, because I'm just a fucking slut, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 good. It's really good musician, uh, really good musicians, and like I'm just grateful to have these guys that are so capable, like so amazingly capable. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm very, very grateful, especially coming from what I had been playing with before. Mm. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing some. Is one of those ones on SoundCloud? Are we able to play it? Yeah, definitely. Would be, be okay to play it on, on stage. We would definitely be okay to play it. Let's have a song then. Um, what What's the name of the song? Oh, okay. What, come, um, what one are you gonna What one are you gonna play for us? Ooh, Trent? ooh. Um, I reckon the good chest, oh, ooh. I've got to go for my favourite, and this is the one that's not about women. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Self-Inflicted, and it's definitely our funkiest, kind of grooviest number that's just a bit strange. All right, let's listen to it. Let's do it. Self-inflicted. We need to keep that as the intro for sure. Yeah. 
sees us through another huge show here on Stacks. Make sure you tune in next week for another edition of the Stacks Radio Hour. Hopefully the big unit's back with his Squatches Retro Radio. Stay tuned. It's only going to get more stupid, more annoying, more offensive, and more Stacks. See you next week. Bye. Mate, just read the script. It's written there in black and white. It's not that hard. All right, it just doesn't feel natural. Okay, it's simple, all right? Jai D, host of Stax Radio, bringing you the best of all the artists in town, their backstories, their music, the lot. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel... Just say the fucking thing. Um, Jai Dig, the host of Stax Radio, bringing you all the artists' uh, stories it's, and... It's written there, what's your problem? I, I don't like it. Oh, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this idiot anymore. I can't even bring a fucking thing. Uh... Uh, D, host of Stacks Radio, bringing you all the artists and their great stories and their music all in one place. Uh, check it out! <laughs>